Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. series called Jesus Said What? And um, there are some things that Jesus talked about in the Gospels, Jesus said, that are really, really amazing and incredible and life-changing, but are really hard to live out. And, and, And last week we talked about Jesus said, love your neighbor. And we talked about what does it mean to love your neighbor and who's your neighbor. And if you missed last week, hear me, you need to go back and listen to it. If you struggle with what I talked about last week, you need to go re-listen to it. Um, it is one of those messages as we started this series that was very strategic where we placed it because today is on the other side of the spectrum. All right? So, so here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's the trap. When we love what the pastor preaches, Right? Oh, yeah, Pat, that's my pastor. When we don't, when we, the pastor starts preaching the hard stuff, right? Because here, here it is. My job's not to be popular. My job's to be biblical, right? That's my job. We're like, ooh, I don't know if I like this. And I'm just going to stop with my hallelujahs and my amens and my clapping. And so um, today is one of those hard things. And I'm glad um, I'm not Jesus and I didn't write the Bible and I'm not recorded because what they say is really really tough. So today I want to talk to you all about hikes and name tags. Hikes and name tags. And our text is actually going to be a story, a, a something that actually happened while Jesus was on earth. And it's found in John chapter 8, verse 1 through 11. It's going to be the beginning part of our text. And we've got a lot of scripture to get to. So if you brought your Bible, have it ready. A lot of it's going to be in the book of John today. John chapter 8, verse 1 through 11. It says this, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple, and a crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. And as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, and they put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And there's so many questions just from that line that I'm like, what? Okay. Um, The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, 
But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. Now, I've heard sermons about Jesus said this and Jesus wrote this. People don't know, right? Like, you don't know. It's not like it says it in the NLT or it says it in the message. Oh, yeah, the message has where Jesus wrote it. Like, no, it doesn't. So they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone, right? Mic dropped. Like, this is like... The first epic moment of a mic drop moment where Jesus says, okay, you can stone her if you have no sin, right? Then he stooped down again, dropped the mic, and wrote in the dust. And when the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one. I would have loved to have seen that, like, oh, dead gummit. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess, right? Right? And you know, like, some wife was out there like, oh, you better drop your rock, right? Right? When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. And then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And this is such a powerful, powerful story. I'm going to ask if you can keep that scripture up there just for a second for me, Adam. Um, that's such a powerful, powerful story where, where this woman, I mean, she's guilty, right? And, and all of us, when we come before Jesus, we're guilty, right? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God is what Romans talks about. We've all been guilty. Nobody is good enough on their own to go to heaven. And this woman caught in the act of adultery. She's a dead woman. I mean, she is getting ready to be stoned and killed by people throwing rocks. And Jesus comes to the rescue, right? And says, man, neither do I condemn you. And this is where we like, yeah, yeah, way to go, Jesus, way to go, Jesus, way to go, Jesus. But probably the most powerful part of this is the part that doesn't get preached very much. Where he says the phrase, now go and sin no more right? We're like, oh, but he came to the rescue, right? And forgiveness was met with the, with the command. Com- forgive. It wasn't that just forgiveness was granted. There was a command and instruction given. Now go and sin no more. And here's the big takeaway I have for this. Forgiveness in this instance, forgiveness in every instance doesn't equal a hall pass, right? Forgiveness doesn't mean, now go and act like a crazy person again. Now go and do what you were doing before you came to Jesus. Now go back to your lifestyle, back to your addictions, back to your habits. Now go back and do what you want. You got a hall pass named Jesus, so the world is your oyster. No, 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 no. That's not it. When I say hall pass, a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. When, when back in high school, uh, most of our hall passes were a Kleenex box, right? And it would say, like, I'm going to use my favorite math teacher, which I stunk at math. Um, but her name was Miss Sexton. I have to really enunciate that. Miss Sexton. And um, she would let me go. It was after lunch, fifth hour, and I had Miss Sexton for Algebra 2. And I would, get, I would get a hall pass every day, and I was gone for 30 minutes at a time. 
And she would get so mad at me. And I would go see my buddies in their class. I was like, Corey, what's up, bro? You know, I'd sit down. They're like, the teacher would be like, what are you doing in here? I'm like, I've got a hall pass, right? Like, that's what I'm doing, hall pass. Miss Sexton Hall Pass. And Miss Sexton was mean to all the teachers and most of the students, but she liked me for some weird reason. So I was like, me and Miss Sexton buds. They're like, okay, sit down. Um, I was like, Corey, I can't believe you're here. Like, what are you doing? Right? I, I, would go to, <laughs> I would go to the basketball court and shoot, and my coach would be like, Graves, what are you doing in the gym right now? You should be in fifth hour. Miss Sexton, right? And they're like, okay, whatever. Nobody wanted. I went to Sonic a couple of times. I actually left school. Got a Sonic and came back to school, and Miss Sexton would be so mad at me by being like, Miss Sexton, you know, I got irritable colon, and you know, it's just, it's, we would just talk Miss Sexton down. We, I would talk Miss Sexton down, and I would be like, I'll come back later. You know, you're my girl, Miss Sexton, right? Like, you are my girl, right? And it was a blast. And I got to go do whatever I wanted. Why? Because I had a hall pass. For Miss Sexton. And here's where we're getting this wrong. Here, here's what is starting to happen. Is that we think we meet Jesus and we're forgiven by Jesus, but there's no change that occurs. And we just get to go back to the life we were living before. And man, that can't be. The greatness of this story, absolutely, there was forgiveness. But there was a command and he said, hey, 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 now... Now your journey's just beginning. It's not just that you were granted forgiveness, but now you are being commanded to go and change your life and to go and not sin anymore, to go and not go back to your lifestyle. And, and here's what Jesus was not allowing her to do. He wasn't allowing her to, to separate her actions from her belief. And a lot of us, what we want to do, we want to separate our actions from our belief. But that is not the, man, that's just not what this is about. Your actions are directly tied to your belief. Well, Justin, it doesn't take good deeds to get salvation. You are absolutely right. Good deeds do not require salvation, but salvation always results in good deeds. Here, it's just the way it is. And this woman is found, she is guilty, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. Here's, this is, that's what Jesus said. Here's what Jesus didn't say. He didn't see this woman, and they weren't, like, alone in the middle of the crowd. And he goes, okay, um, man, go and sin no more. And she wasn't like, well, about that, right? Like, about that, Jesus. Like, you know, I really like sleeping around i got to have my Friday night fix, right? Like, that guy's cute. I met them on Tinder. Match.com, I mean, whatever. You know, I like the Friday night country, western bar. I don't know. I've never been to these places. I don't know. I'm making things up right now on my knees. But country, western bar, I don't know if it's even real. I like sleeping with people. That's not what she said. And please don't take that snippet and make it like a meme. <laughs> like when I said that, I was like, wait a second. Come to Foundation Church. This is our pastor. <laughs> I like sleeping with people. That's a cult. How did we get here? 
Jesus didn't go, oh, okay, 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 hey, 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 girl, I see you, that's cool, that's cool, yeah, you just be an adulterer, you just go sleeping with whoever you want, and, and I'll change my commands based on your preference, right? I, I'll change my command and my instruction based on your lifestyle. That, that's not what he did. No, he said, go and sin no more. And yet, here's what's happening, here's what's happening in the churches, we're trying to say, hey, if your lifestyle doesn't fit within God's command, that's okay. Hear me. Everyone's welcome. And Jesus forgives everyone, right? But it's more than just forgiveness. Now it's about go and follow the life that God is calling you to. And when we start trying to make Jesus in the Bible fit within our habits and our, our addictions and our life and our lifestyles, we have missed the point of the Bible and Jesus came to change our habits, to change our addictions and our lifestyle. There is a whole different place of what following Jesus looks like. And the Apostle John, the, 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 the Apostle, he says, he, said, he calls himself Jesus' favorite, right? Anytime John writes about himself, he's like, oh yeah, the one that, the disciple that Jesus loves, right? That's what John says. Here's what John says in 1 John chapter 2. Once, don't get mad at me. This is in the Bible. John, 1 John chapter 2. Verse 4 through 6, if someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. Let, let's talk about what that commandment is. That commandment is about loving one another, too. Like we preached about last week. So many times we get on one side or the other. Well, well, if you do this, you can't be a Christian. If you do, and we become sins of commission when a bunch of us have sins of omission that we're committing, but we're not thinking about it's not just about not engaging in wrong. It's about doing right, right? And here's what John is saying. That person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Not as a pastor does, not as your parents did, not as your buddies do, but as Jesus did. And John gets even more ruthless. Like this is like the pre-round fight, and now the gloves come off. First John chapter 3, verse 5 through 10, John says this, And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there's no sin in him. And anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning doesn't know him or understand who he is. Dear children, do not let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows they are righteous even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, when they keep going back to their habits, their lifestyle, who they were before forgiveness, when they keep, when they keep on sinning, it shows they belong to the devil. Dang, John who's been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the work of the devil. And those who have been in, born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them, right? So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. 
you're the devil's child, right? Like you've said that. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Here's, here's what we say, and, and we hear this said all the time. Love wins, right? Love wins. Love wins. Love wins. Yeah, love wins. Here's what the Bible would tell you. Yeah, true. Love wins, but also real love. Biblical love obeys. Right? If love's going to win, then love has to be obedient. Like there is this big caveat to it. Because you, what John is saying, you can't love Jesus without being obedient to Jesus. Love, if love wins, love is obedient. And it takes us back to this. That means you can't separate what you believe from your actions, from what you are doing. Here's the second thing Jesus says, is that living Jesus' way may not be popular, but it's true and right. Right? This sermon may not be popular, but it's true, and it's right. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 23, go in through the narrow gate, because the gate to hell is wide, and the road that leads to it is easy, and there are many who travel it. Check this verse out. But the gate to life, to heaven, to eternity, spending life with Jesus forever, is narrow and the way that leads to it is hard, and there are few people who find it. Jesus said, what? Right, because I'm just going to tell you, this is opposite from everything I'm seeing and hearing. Jesus said, huh, what, what, come again? Jesus said that, that the narrow way, it leads, it's hard, and there are few people who find it. Be on guard against false prophets. They come to you looking like sheep on the outside, but on the inside, they're really like wild wolves. You will know them by what they do. Thorn bushes do not bear grapes, and briars do not bear figs. A healthy tree bears good fruit, but a poor tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a poor tree cannot bear good fruit. And any tree that does not bear good fruit... <coughs> Is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know the false, prophet, false prophets by what they do. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do what my Father in heaven wants them to do. When the judgment day comes, many will say to me, <coughs> Lord, Lord, in your name we spoke God's message. <clears throat> By your name, we drove out many demons. Give me just a moment. <clears throat> and perform many miracles. <clears throat> My goodness. Then I will say to them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you wicked people. I tell you, this is, this is like, as a pastor, this scares me. But Lord... I preach sermons in your name. I did a series called Jesus Said What? I did miracles. I prayed for me. I didn't do them, but I prayed for miracles, and miracles were done in your name. I did ministry in your name. And you're going to tell me, no, because I missed it. Why? Because I didn't do what God asked me to do. And here's what Jesus is saying. It's contrary to popular belief. Going through the narrow gate, it's hard, and few do it. That's it. It's hard, 
and few people do it. And it, it's not that, oh, we, we want to have this, this, this gospel that says everybody goes to heaven, right? Because how would a loving God send someone to hell? Here, here it is. Everyone's invited, but few will choose. That's it. Everybody, everybody's invited to this eternal life. Everybody's invited in the gate, but few will choose. It reminds me of a trip Casey and I just took to Mount Zion in, uh, in Utah. Went to this national park, and why we were there, we did this hike called Angel's Landing. And it is a hardest hike I've done. It's about six miles round trip or seven miles round trip. Um, and the first three miles are beautiful, but there are some vicious, vicious switchbacks that you're just going back and forth, back and forth. One of them is called Walter's Wiggles. That is, there's nothing fun about it. Like, it's just awful, right? And you get to the top, and your legs are burning, and you're like, eh, and there's this landing spot. And then there's half a hike, uh, half a mile of a hike left, and it's called Hog's Back Hike. And in this part, I, I realize several things that really translate into our scripture today. And, and what would happen, everybody would go up to, up to the top of the switchback, but very few would decide to do the hog's back because it was literally on chains. Like you had to hold chains while you're hiking off. And like 13 people have died since like 2014 on this really cool thing. I'm like, hey, all right. They're like, we're doing something dangerous, right? Like, and the more dangerous it gets, for some reason, the more like amped I am about it. And, and there's some things that I came to realize. And the first one is this, everyone is invited, but very few chose, right? Everyone could hike the hike. Everybody could do the hogs back, but very few people chose to do it. And hear me, it's not that Jesus is excluding anyone. It's that Jesus is saying, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You can find rest for your soul. Everyone gets the opportunity to meet Jesus and, and to start this relationship. But what he is saying is, man, very few will choose to follow my path. Follow my way. Everybody had the opportunity to do this last part of the hike, but very few actually chose to do it. The second thing is this. It's not an easy path, but it's worth it. It's not an easy path, but it's worth it. Here's some of the pictures when we got to this chain part of the hike. Um, it looked like that. And the top part, the kind of the spine, that's where we went. We kind of kept going up there. And it's narrow, so there's only room for one person at a time to do this. And so here's what would happen. We would get there, and there were some people that were waiting to come down, and some of us that were waiting to go up, and the landing areas were really, really small. And so nobody was talking, nobody was communicating here comes your pastor. And I'm like, I don't know anybody but Casey. And there's a guy coming down in a black hat. And I'm like, guy behind the guy in the black hat, in the blue hat, you are going to stop. And we are going to come up, all these people, and you are going to stay there. It's our turn. And Casey's like, oh my gosh, you are embarrassing. You are yelling at people on top of them. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm not angry. I am leading, babe. This is called leadership. And we would get up there like, thank you so much for leading. I'm like, did you hear that, Casey? Yeah, I'm leading. So anytime we're at home and I raise my voice, I'm like, I'm, le I'm not yelling, I'm leading, right? Um, and and we would, there was only spaces for one place. And there was times, man, you just had to grab on tight. Right here, you had to grab on tight and not let go. 
because it was somewhat scary. And here's what Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 2 out of the message says. It says, when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed a hillside. And those who were apprenticed to him, the committed, I love that, the committed climbed with him. I just want to let you know, following Jesus, it's not easy. But it's right and it's correct. Right? Following Jesus, not everybody's going to do it. But it's the right way and it's the better way for you to live. The second thing I would tell you is this, is be willing to climb when others won't. Right? I think we got another picture up there. Be, other, be willing to climb when others won't. There's going to be people that just aren't going to climb with you. Teenagers and college students, this is a huge point. There's going to come a time where your buddies and your friends don't want to climb anymore. They won't want to keep following Jesus. And are you following Jesus because others are following with you? Or are you following Jesus because that's what he's asked you to do? Because there's sometimes, hey, there was nobody else right there. There's going to be sometimes following Jesus, you don't get to follow what everybody else is doing. Right? Let me put it this way. There's sometimes you won't be included for the right reason, and you'll be excluded for the right reason. And I would rather be excluded for the right reason than included for the wrong reason. Man, there's a huge, huge, and I would rather be excluded because I'm busy following Jesus and people know it than to include me because I'm not following the command that he's putting on my life. Third thing is this, only those who choose to follow the path get to enjoy the destination. Only those who choose to follow the path get to enjoy the destination. Right? Destination means this, a place one wants to go. I, I haven't met one person that doesn't want to go to heaven. I don't know one person that I don't want to go to heaven. Maybe one, no, I'm just playing. Um, but uh, of people that I don't want to go to heaven. But here's the reality. Only the people that follow the path, only the people that follow after him, the ones that get to go to heaven. And I don't make the rules up. I don't make the guy, this is what the Bible tells and instructs. As we were hiking, we got to the very top of this mountain, and it, it was absolutely amazing. And we took a picture, and Casey and I are there, and it's like this awesome, awesome moment that we had. We had a snack, we had a bunch of water, and we're just like, woo, look what happened, look what we did, we made it. And, and you can take pictures, and you can, can I tell you, the only people that got to enjoy that view are the people who chose to climb and stick to the path and stick to the destination. And if you're going to experience life and eternity and not miss out on it. You have to make the choice not to follow your own path, but the path that Jesus invites you to. Because here's what Jesus said in John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the path, right? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through I mean, the third thing that Jesus said this is it's not about a meet and greet with Jesus. It's about knowing him and him knowing you. It's not about a meet and greet. Oh, yeah, I know Jesus. Do you? Or have you just met him? Has it just been a meet and greet moment? Because here's what he says in John chapter 10. He says, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. 
But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I'm the gate for the sheep. There it is again. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep didn't listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. I'm the way, right? And those who come in through me will be saved, and they will come and go freely and find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me tell you this is so true my oldest daughter she's got two sheep right now she's an FFA and I have no idea what she's doing still and she's been doing this for two years going on year three and I went to feed her sheep yesterday right Percy and pumpkin and Percy's the boy pumpkins the girl and I can't I mean I can tell you the difference but I don't really know the difference unless I'm like okie dokie that's the boy right like I just it's just I don't which one's Percy? Which one's pumpkin? Right? You know, I'm just like, okay. Um, and, and here's the deal. I've got food, right? And they hate my guts. They hate my, I'm like, I'm feeding you, you big fat sow. Like here, you know, eat your ham, Tina. Like I'm putting food in there and like I'm trying to pet them and they're like, ah, stay away from me, right? Both of them. I went and walked Percy the other day while Charlie was at youth camp. Stupid sheep starts bucking everywhere and just takes off. I lose a sheep like I lost, like it ran back in the barn because it hates me. Why? Because I'm not my, I'm not its shepherd. I'm not the one that takes care of. Charlie walks in the barn. They love her. Like they're like, oh, there's Charlie. That's the one we know. That's my person, right? That's that's my shepherd. Can I? That's what it's like. That's what Jesus is saying. Is that, that his commandments aren't some weird thing to you or some foreign language. That Jesus isn't just this person you come to when everything goes wrong. But do you know him? We use name badges, right? Hi, my name is Justin. We use name badges when we go to parties, when we go to events where we don't know other people. That's what we do. We do these at uh, Meet the Pastors, or Pizza with the Pastors. The people that are coming have only been coming for a few months. We don't probably know all of them really well. And so to make them feel more comfortable, we put name badges on everybody so that they get to know other people. They don't have to be like, so what's your name, right? Like um, they know and we know and it represents, hey, none of us know one another really well yet. We're still at this place where we're meeting one another. And a lot of us, this is what our relationship with Jesus looks like right now. Right? Oh, you met him. But you never followed him. You met him, but you don't know him because knowing him means that you know his voice. And what does Jesus say? And you follow him. You follow your. That's how you. That's how he knows you, and you know him. And what did he say earlier? Depart from me because I never knew you. See, this isn't a. This isn't a sermon. I love to preach. But this is the reality of what Jesus said. Oh, it's amazing to have this come to Jesus moment. And for your life to be forgiven, absolutely radical change happens. But can I tell you, the power, the amazing part of your life 
starts when you turn from this and you start following after your shepherd. That's when the relationship is birthed. That's when, that's when you start living a life that is way better than the life you were ever capable of living on your own. So how do you know if you have a name tag relationship with Jesus? It's this. You're still excusing your actions, and actions instead of changing it. If you're still there, you got a name tag relationship with him. Because it's not that you have to follow him. Why wouldn't you follow him? Right? It's not that the sheep have to follow Charlie. But why wouldn't they? Because all she does is for their benefit. Like, it, it, if you're not following but you're still excusing, you're, you're still here. And you don't have the interest. It's not about being a fan. It's about being a follower. And a lot of us, man, oh, I love Jesus. I'm a fan of Jesus. But are you following him and are you in love? Because it's about having an intimate relationship with him. Other things is this. If you're still trying to make Jesus and the Bible work around your preference and the way you want to live your life instead of your life following after his command and his word, you're still here. So hear me. As your pastor, i got, I got to stop with this. It's not about just meeting Jesus. Man, that is, it's an awesome moment. But here's what Jesus said. Now go and sin no more. Now, my sheep know me and I know me, them, and they follow my voice. And the question I would ask you today <coughs> is, are you still following him? Even when it got hard, are you still following him? Even when you had to hold on tight, are you still following him? Even when it didn't make sense, are you still following him? Even when other people stopped following him, are you still following him? Well, Justin, it got weird, and it's not like everybody else. Are you still <coughs> following after him? Because that's what Jesus said. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. <coughs> And I thank you for today. I thank you for your goodness to us and your patience with us. Lord, last week we talked about loving others and the love of God and how great it is. And Lord, this sermon takes nothing away from that. Lord, your love is so great because Apostle Paul said this, that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. John even says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we will confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. But Lord, that's just the birthing place of our relationship with you. And a lot of us, we've been living our relationship out like it's a hall pass grace. And we just go on and we keep doing what we did before we knew you. We keep going and doing what we know we shouldn't. We stop doing and we don't do what we know we should do. And we do what we know we shouldn't. And when the excuse is, well, everybody else is doing it. <coughs> it's what everybody else's relationship looks like. And your word says this, narrow is the gate. Narrow is the way that, that, of people that really find true life. And spend this eternity with me. And so, Lord, I pray today that this would get our attention. 
that we wouldn't follow like other people, that we wouldn't, but Lord, we would just follow your voice and that we would be obedient to your commands, that we would know you, that we wouldn't just stop at this meet and greet moment with you, but we would know you. And Lord, I pray right now that we would be really honest and we would be really transparent and we would get some things right if we've stopped climbing and if we've stopped following. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed today, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here today and man, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance to change that. But today, if you're here and you say, you know what? The reality, the truth is, I stopped climbing. I stopped following. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. Maybe you don't even know why, but the reality, you know this. You, you know if you have stopped following like you know you should. And if that's you, I'm going to count to three, and all I'm going to invite you to do is raise your hand across this building. And we're going to lead you in a prayer that's going to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today you say, yeah, Justin, that's me. Yep. Yep. Anyone else you join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today? You say, Justin, that's me today. Yep. Is there anyone else you join these four hands that are lifted before we go any further in service? You say, Justin, that's me. Man, that's me. And, and somewhere along the way, maybe you've never decided, but maybe you have you became a fan more than a follower. And you say, Justin, today, man, I just need to get refocused and I need to pick up my cross. I need to deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow after him. Even when it's tough and even when other people stop following, that I've got to hold on tight. And somewhere I lost my grip on following after him. Is there anyone else before we go any further? You join these four hands that are lifted. Before we go any further in service today, you just say, that's me. That's me. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And God, I, I confess. Man, I stopped following. I confess that I've sinned. And where I'm at isn't where I should be. So I ask for your forgiveness. But Lord, I don't just stop there. I turn away from the life that I was living and I turn towards you and I follow after you. And I grab hold of the life you are leading me to. And I confess you to be the Lord and the Savior of my life. I'm gonna follow you and I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. Thank you.